two provisions with Dexter Poets. Prepare yourself for wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of principal teachings for practical success. What up, visionaries? Today I want to talk to you um, about the smart versus the educated, or the hope versus the dreamer. <laughs> you may like, okay, well, okay, where are we going with this? Well, let's let's look into it in scripture. But before I get into the scripture, I would like to uh, tell you an old African proverb. It says, if there is no enemy within, the one on the outside can do us no harm. You get that? If there is no enemy within, then the one on the outside can do us no harm. That means we are our own worst enemy. We are our own worst enemy. If we no longer become our enemy, the obstacles, the distractions on the outside cannot stop us from reaching our destiny. If we have hope. Now, I want to read Romans 8. Okay, and I'm going to read verses 24 and 25. I'm going to read it from New King James Version, but just hear me on Here we go. Romans 8, 24 and 25 reads, um, For we were saved in this hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For why does one still hope for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait with perseverance. Do you understand what that means? That's powerful, man. You see, one of the things that's hindering us besides ourselves is self-motivation. So even when we get ourselves out of the way, we also have to have some type of engine, some type of power, some type of energy to propel us to do the things that we are capable and what we were built to do. As long as there's no enemy within, because no matter what, if you're fighting against yourself, you don't win. Now, we have the hope, I'm gonna call them the hopesters and then the dreamers, and I know there's no such word as hopester, but, the, the, but those of us who possess hope, and hope is a good thing, compared to the dreamer, and I know that you have heard a lot of things about dreamers. You know, you know, you need to dream big. You need to dream this. I don't like dreamers because see, some people get satisfied with the dream. It makes them feel good. And and as long as they're dreaming, they, they kind of live in the world of dreams. And reality is something else to them. And they're content. And some of them are so good at convincing themselves that their dream life is a real life, that sometimes they even convince other people until people get to know them and realize that, you know, this guy, this, this girl, she just, they just talking. And that's what some people are. They're talking. They always got a new plan or a new ideal. 
that they're going to start working on. And it sounds so good and you buy into it. Some people who robbed people in the stock market was dreamers and they sold people a dream and people bought their dream without getting reality. That's how they got scammed. But people who have hope, they can see what is not there. And what they see, even though it's not there, it creates a perseverance. It creates a drive. It creates an energy. You see, they're smart persons versus the educated person. See, the smart person is the person who have hope. And some educated people are simply dreamers. I, I know you met an educated person who you just said that just, they're just educated. <laughs> Let me just end it at that. Meaning they have degrees, they, they went to different schools. Even though they're educated, they're not very smart. You see, educated people become wealthy. They can become wealthy um, through jobs. You know, they can. Educated people can become wealthy. But smart people, without the expense of the education, if you understand what I'm saying, they too can become wealthy, debt-free, and also they can become rich with minimum education because they were smart enough to know how to use their education. Did y'all understand what I just said? So notice I didn't say educated people can be poor. Probably. No, if you're educated, you, you, you're too smart to be poor, but maybe not smart enough not to be broke. <laughs> See, smart people know how to avoid it because they know how to use education. I'm an educated person and it took me a while to become smart. And the only way that I learned to become smart is when I got out of my way. I didn't trust me. And when I don't trust me, me and myself always end up fighting one another. And when we fight one another, nothing gets done. We keep going back and forth and only thing that's moving is time. When I was educated, um, I, I, I put my faith in the education that I was getting and what I got. I put my faith in a degree to get me a job. And the truth of the matter is that the education costs more than the job that I was receiving. In other words, I wasn't making enough to even pay for the education. And all it took for me to get smart is for me to get out of my way and, well, go to the library. Yes, there are still some libraries open, folks. Yes, there is. But go to the library or Barnes and Nobles. Yes. What am I saying? Read a book. Read a book with your interests under the strength and power of the motivated you, the perseverance in you, you get not out of, out of the way of yourself and allow that smart person to create hope and hope will create perseverance. And sooner or later, you're going to reach your goals. You see, um, 
We have to learn to set goals beyond our comfort zone. Yo, listen, I'm telling you this. I'm a living witness to this because I haven't always been like this. You know, education, education, because that's what we were taught. I mean, how many universities are there in the country? And how many people are graduating from these universities and colleges and community colleges with degrees? But how many jobs are there available? I mean, just think about it. How many person out of all the colleges in the country are graduating with the same degree? Competing for the same jobs. See, America used to be innovative until we start putting too much trust in what we created instead of putting our trust in the creator because in the creator, it creates more innovation. I hope I really, I hope I explained that properly. We have to set goals beyond our expectations. That means we have to take risk. Theodore Roosevelt, can I quote Theodore Roosevelt? Theodore Roosevelt said, if you kick the person in the butt who is responsible for most of your troubles, you wouldn't be able to sit for a month. I mean, we are in our own way. We need to get out of our way. And, and, and the best way to do is me and myself need to come to peace. We must come to an agreement. We cannot, as Paul talked about in Romans, notice as we continue to go further down, we, we can't talk Romans 7. We, we can't talk about ourselves in war because ourselves in war, no one's gonna lose. I can't tell you I beat myself and myself can't say I beat you. Because either way, the winner is a loser. So we have to get away from our dreams. We really do. I, I know that's a conflict to some people because they're taught to dream and they're taught to dream big. And it only satisfies you. That's the enemy. That's the enemy talking. It only satisfies you and keep you creating plans and creating uh, uh, unreachable goals, but it feels good. I mean, dreams to me are like a drug. It only works temporarily until it wears off. Hope, <laughs> hope is a good thing. You know, even faith incorporates hope. What, what, I mean, what, what is, what's the power? Now we know faith is trust, right? But what's the power of faith? Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Notice it said hoped for. That means you have to even have hope, hope before you can even develop trust, which is faith. Remember, faith is the substance of the things that we hope for. It becomes the evidence of the things that we have not seen. Do you understand? Do you understand that? Without hope, there is no faith. You have to have hope before you start 
trusting in anything. And in this particular sense, not just God, but you. Do you know a lot of us out here are struggling and suffering because we do not trust ourselves? And the reason why we don't trust ourselves because we have no hope in ourselves. Because in that hope in ourselves, it creates a perseverance. It, it creates a motor. It creates a power, an energy to propel ourselves to higher heights. And once we get higher and we start experiencing the things that we have set out to do, we begin to trust ourselves more. We begin to have faith in what God told us and what God put inside of us. We have to get out of our own way. And we have to believe in ourselves. And it's not easy to do. It sounds easy, but it's not because we have been educated to trust a degree. We have been educated to trust somebody else's plan. You can't live somebody else's life and you can't become a millionaire because this millionaire did it that way. Just like the fingerprint that you carry, you are a unique individual. You were designed by God with and for a specific purpose. You were designed that way. That's why there's a weapon designed against you to stop you. That means weapons that is designed against me will not work against you. And weapons designed for you will not work against me because I am designed uniquely. And if that is the case to stop me, that means that I cannot do your plan to make success. And you can't do my plan. We can have hope in, the, in what's in us. We can, we can trust what's in us and we can find the same power. In other words, you know, there's many different televisions and many different programs, but they all can use a door cell energizer battery. It needs a battery to power it. But Energizer and Duracell and other batteries power a lot of different things. So that's what I'm talking to you about. It's not the thing. It's not what's in you, but what needs to empower you to do the thing that is in you. And we got to find that encouragement. Sometimes, man, we, we discourage ourselves as soon as we fall. I talked to you guys before, fall and failure is two different things. And sometimes we lie there and we're not, we're not supposed to. And then, and then can I talk to the Christians for a moment? You know, why, why is it that we feel that because we are Christians and because we gave our life and submitted our life to God, that we're not supposed to go through anything? I mean, look at Elijah. I mean, look at it. Look, look. I mean, this is a prophet, and and he was the head of the the prophets, and one of the probably most known. And he had a great life, but when he had to prophesy the famine, he didn't sleep in his home. He didn't have servants. He didn't have steak served to him. His servant was a raven. His meal was bread and water. And guess what? That dried up. Then he had to go to a, a widow. Hear me. 
a man of God going to a widow. If you don't understand biblical culture and times, biblical culture and times, we as men and women of God, we take care of the widows. They suffer, especially when they're a young widow. Some of them don't get lucky. I shouldn't, excuse me, older widows. Younger widows, maybe she can find her another husband, but an older widow? And what about those older widows without a son? Here is a widow who had a son. It appears that the son must have been too young to actually really work to bring uh, stability to his family. So she tells the man of God, she, she don't have that much. And she's about to eat what she have and her and her son, and, and they're going to die. But the man of God insanely tells her, as we will see it, Okay, go do what you say you're going to do, but bring me your thirst, bread and water. Whatever you make, you bring me a piece first. Do you understand that? I mean, that's so, that's incredible. See, we, our life is not logical. So we can't always copy the world. So we need to be smart in our own way, not as educated. Again, please don't think I'm saying not be educated. What I'm saying is if you're smart, you will know how to use the education you have. You understand? Do you understand what I'm saying? And if you have hope, you have the energy, the power, the perseverance over dreams. That just sounds good and just will get you through a few days, maybe through a few months or a few weeks. You got to be smart. And smart comes from the number one book, the Bible. And the Bible will lead you to other necessary books. And then you have that, that, that instead of the enemy within, you have the comforter within that will guide you and lead you and, and instruct you. Let me read one more. Uh, verse to you. We're going to go, we're going to look at first Corinthians now. First Corinthians chapter nine. Listen to this. This is what Paul said. For it is written in the law. This is first Corinthians nine, starting at verse nine. We're going to read nine and 10. For it is written in the law of Moses. You should not muzzle an ox while it treads out the grain. Is it oxen God is concerned about? Or does he say it all together for our sakes? For our sakes, no doubt this is written that he who plows should plow in hope and he who threshes in hope should be partakers of his hope. Now you may go, what, what is Paul talking about? And by the way, he's quoting from a Deuteronomy scripture. And then he asked, the, you know, a lot of people's perplexed by this is, is saying, well, why did he say that God wasn't concerned about the ox? And, and he said, you know, should you muzzle, muzzle an ox while it treads out the grain? Let me try to explain what Paul is saying. And he he gives a, a, a clue in verse 10. For our sakes, no doubt, this is written that we should plow, that who plows should plow in hope. And he who threshes in hope should be partakers of his hope. In other words, whenever you working for something, in other words, you don't. And, and, and plowing the ox. Let me quickly explain that. You don't 
hinder or or a limit. There you go. The very tools that you are using to get what you implanted. In other words, in other words, you're planning it now, right? The plow is the work. That's basically the work. And you're planning it now. You know that harvest is going to come. So you don't want to hinder the very tools that you're using. And so you got to take risks. You got to, you got to, you got to, you got to go for it all. And, and while you're doing it, you have plans for it now and then later. You, you, you have to be mentally prepared, mentally set on the work that you've got your hands on. You can't look back and you have to, it is not the oxen that's working the plan. The ox is the tools for your plans, it's for your hope. It is the, it's the machine that produces the plan behind your hope. I hope, I hope you understand what I'm saying. So you gotta have something that's working your plan is what, is what Paul is saying. And, 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 and uh, um, you will be able to partake or reap what you planted, the, the, the ideal when it grows. But we got to start with something. We got to get out of our way. There's nothing wrong with being educated, but education without smarts, it's just a, our mother will say, it's just an educated fool. That's it. You can have a degree, but if you don't know how to use it, And those who are going to college, and tell you something else my mother said, you know, um, she used to always give an example about the doctor, like, um, you know, would you would you want a, a doctor to operate on you if he cheated in the medical exam? See, when you're going to college now, those who are listening and they're in college or on their way to college, don't be so concerned about the degree over the education, get the knowledge. Even if you get a C, you can build off of it as long as the C is adequate based on the amount of energy you put into the studies. So you fight with the C until you get an A because the A to you, the smart person, indicates the knowledge that you have, not the degree that you didn't really earn. Do you understand that? Because if you lose the degree, you're always going to have the knowledge. That's what I'm saying. Be smart about it. Work, but work with your hands with hope. Meaning it's not just a job to me right now. It's just a means to an end. And be aggressive. You know, like take risks a little bit, enough to make sure that you're gonna get what you're working for, what you plan for, what you hope for. 
you're not going to be just a dreamer. You, you, you're going to make these plans become reality. We have to be able to do much better. I'm encouraging all of you. As I sit and encourage myself, I'm ready to, uh, I'm more motivated. I mean, it's been so hard, man, to write this second book because I wrote the first book during the pandemic and everything was shut down, so I didn't have to worry about it. But now it's just, you know, so you got to find time. It's not finding time, it's become discipline. The last episode, I have to become more disciplined. But to become more disciplined, you got to have some type of motivation. You got to have a battery that's going to energize you or power you to do what you need to do. And I've been searching and searching and, and, and I believe God has shown it to me. I'm, I'm, I'm more ready to sit and discipline myself to complete this second book and a whole lot of other ideals and plans that I have. That's the, that's the smarts. That's the intelligence. And using the education that he allowed me to have. I'm hoping that you do the same. I'm hoping visionaries that you hear this and it empower you and encourage you to run on and do the work that, call, that God has called you to do. One more time, the African proverb. If there is no enemy within, the one outside can do you no harm. Come on, get out of your way and move forward to the next level. Visionaries, be smart. Have hope. God bless you. Until the next one.